You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, everybody. What is happening? Well, I'll tell you, welcome online campus all over the world. Everybody's having some fun today. We did not get rained out, but my hair frizzed. You see this? I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way. So you're looking at it. So yes, it frizzed everywhere out there. Uh, We're doing something called Ghost Town and uh, looking for life and lifeless things. So uh, we're going to just kind of keep going where we were. I asked for the hard ones today. Uh, this for this ghost town because I wanted to deal with some really hard issues. Last week I said, uh, do you love God more than anything? And everybody said, yes. Is that correct? We all good with that? We love God more than anything. Uh, I think we do. We want to. Let's put it that way. We really want to, but I don't know if we really got there. And so we're going to talk about some more stuff today. It's because the heart is really, uh, this is where we're going because the heart is very deceitful. I know you say, well, I can't be true. Well, I, it's in the Scripture. I'm not making it up. I'll tell you this in just a minute. So let's look at something. Uh, Jesus did not come to edit our behavior but transform our hearts. So this, this thing that we're doing right now uh, is we're actually getting into the heart part of you and not just the behavior because I think sometimes we accept Jesus Christ in our life and the church is very guilty. We talked about this is that once you accept Jesus Christ and your heart is transformed, it's amazing how you love people you didn't love before. You've noticed now how that works? And so and then we tell you, so now what do I do? And then we tell you all these rules. We tell you, do this, do this, do this, and don't do that. So it ends up in a do and a don't. And so it's a more of a behavior. Now, religious people are really good at this. Uh, you can actually be religious and create the behavior as if you were a Christian, but not even know Jesus Christ. There is a possibility Jesus dealt with that. This is the one thing he dealt with all the way through his ministry is that everybody was having a form of Christianity, a a form of godliness, but they were not godly at all. And then everybody was like, look at me, do what I do, but they were corrupt. So it's not about the behavior uh, or not even really the sin because Jesus took care of that part. So I think we're, we're kind of looking, here's how we live. We kind of look, did I, how well did I do this week? Did I, did I love people this week I didn't love? Did I not say as many cuss words as I normally say? Uh, remember, did you ever have a cuss bucket? How many had a cuss bucket? Anybody out there? You were not willing to admit this? Thank you for doing it. We have one. Thank you. Uh, so we have this cuss bucket. We have all these things. So we rate our, you know, our love for God based upon our behavior. How many sins did we commit this week? I didn't commit as many last week as I did this week or I did, ever how it works, ever how it works, this is how we relate. And so it's much deeper than behavior than sin. Much deeper is where we're, we're going. So when I say, do you love God more than anything else? I really don't know if you know. We will see. And that was the hard question last week because I think you're, looking, you're working off behavior that kind of thing. So let's, let's look at a couple of things. Uh, the problem with humanity is that we're just broken, by the way. You're born kind of broken. Uh, you don't really know what you want, but your heart uh, really knows what it wants because it says it's deceitful above all things. So it kind of leads you. 
So this is what happens. So we are lead, we're being led by a broken heart and led into things that we probably think we, you know, we may be thinking we're one thing, but actually doing something else. Just like I say, love God more than anything. That may be what you want, but that not, may not be true. So, and then we chase after things that don't satisfy, never will. We always do. We, we always do. We, already, we think if we have more of something that hasn't already satisfied, if we do that, they have more of it, then it will satisfy. We just, that's just the way we are. We already know this. But why can't we do anything about it? Because the heart is, is leading you. And this is where Jesus comes in and says, I've come to transform your heart, to have, different, to have a different way of living. And see, like most of you will still live as if you, this is home. This is how this works, isn't it? This is still home. It's not. We're just passing through this. And so God wants to know, do you love me or you don't love me? And you would say, I do love you, but your actions or your feelings may be totally opposite of what you really want them to be because you're just being led around by your heart. And so we have to be careful with that because humanity is broken. Now, here's where uh, you have to realize that we were made for God, this is why he created us. Did y'all know that why, that's why he created us? It's so that we were made for him. And it's this little space in there that is made for God. And, he, and only he can fit in that space. God wants to be everything to you and, and nothing else in front of that. That's why it says the first commandment is having no other gods before me. I think that's like we should wake up on that. That's what he's kind of saying. I really don't want anything in front of me because I want to be your everything. And I have, and that's that space that I feel and nothing else can feel. But you and I, including me, we will try everything else to fill the space where that makes us happy, satisfied, feeling purpose, feeling belonging. All those things were created by God for you and him. But we just somehow have to figure this thing out and we have to do what we do to figure out this won't work. But some of us never figure it out and we just keep on going. See, we keep doing the same things over and over and they call that what? Insanity. And so we just keep trying it. If I said the thing, watch this, if the things of the world will never satisfy. And you would say, amen, that's right, that's right. You tell them. But that's not you because you, that's not how you do. You see, you got to have more of something. That's why we have to have this. When you see a commercial on TV, what do you do? You got to have that. Why? Why do you have to have that? You ever thought why you had that desire to have that? Because that's that desire that's been placed within us to want God, but now we're wanting something else. If I put a Hardy's biscuit up here, everybody would want a Hardy's biscuit. That's just because I'm hungry. I said that. But I'm just telling you. We have this thing. That's why you have commercials. You know that? Did you watch all the commercials of the football game last night? I wanted to shoot somebody. I can't believe it. So you're, you're just sitting there, and you're watching the football game, mindless, watching this game. And all of a sudden, this commercial pops up, and you never thought, I really need that. <laughs> you never, so I, and then you have this feeling. You ever notice how you have this feeling? This feeling comes over you like, this will make my life better if I have that. And so you go out and buy that. And now you have that thing that felt really good for almost a week, and now you're making payments on it. But it felt really good because I really needed it. Because you have a desire deep within you that only God can satisfy, and we try everything else. We should be smarter than this, but we are not. 
We are not smarter. And so we try to do something. He says, if you put anything in front of me, now you would intentionally do this, right? There's no way you would intentionally do this. But your heart would do it for you. This is, this is what you live with. Listen very carefully. He thought a teenager was bad. Listen to this. This is what you get up with. You go to work with, you go to bed with. This is why you have all these crazy feelings. You have all those crazy thoughts. You know, you have a feeling in the room that somebody doesn't like you, but you don't know who it is yet. You just know they don't. Where does that come from? This thing. This thing called your heart that you're born with, and you have all kind of stuff happening. The heart is deceitful above all things. Is it possible that you are living a lie right now? You're feeling something that isn't true. Is it possible? Well, absolutely. Are you thinking something that isn't true? Absolutely. Go to Facebook. You can see it. The heart is deceitful above all things, and you're living with it. But you're, not, you're thinking, not me. I got this. Do you? That's why I ask, do you love God more than anything? So you got this one. The only person that could get it was Jesus Christ. If you hadn't accepted Jesus Christ, then you won't get it. And here's the other thing. Even after you accept Jesus Christ, it's still going to do the same thing. It's going to mess with you over and over and feelings and things. And you're going to try everything in your life to feel this thing inside you that only God can feel. Even after Jesus Christ has come in there and he said, I'm the only thing that you need. And you see a commercial and you say, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe there is something else. Maybe if I have that, it will make me happy. If I have that, it will satisfy me. Maybe if I have that, it will give me purpose. If I have that, it will give me worth. And all those things come from one place, Jesus Christ. But this thing is desperately wicked. Oh, my. Can you believe this is in the Bible? I got some other stuff that you're not going to believe today. Desperately wicked. Who, who can know it? Do you know who you are? I'm scared to say who I am. One day, I'm, I'm like, I'm loving God and having a wonderful time. Another day, I don't know what I am. You ever been there? You ever had that day, I just don't feel like a Christian today? You ever had that one? Well, of course you have. Why is that? This thing? Is it hard to control? Oh, it is so deceitful. It deceives you. You, you, you sit at a coffee table and say, I love God more than anything, and you really don't. Why? Because it's got you. You might be living a lie, and you don't even know it. So we have to be careful. So let's, let's, uh, let's do the conflict. I asked for the hard one. This is the hard one. This is what you deal with the most. Now, I haven't said the trigger word, because when I say the trigger word, you're going to rise up. Inside you, you're going to go, and, and you, and you want to, that's what's going to happen. So let me give you a couple of things before we dig a little deeper. Let's see. If I were to say, are you, you know, generosity versus greed, are you generous, or are you greedy? And all of you would say you're not greedy, correct? I didn't hear much on that, but that's fine. Uh, let, me tell you what, let me tell you a couple of things before I trigger, do the trigger word, because the trigger word always messes everybody up. So generosity uh, is what came from Jesus Christ. It only showed up, listen very carefully, I'll tell you more at the end. It only showed up when he showed up. Because that was a new thing. He was trying to teach this in the New Testament. So that was a new thing. This greed thing, you've always had it. You've born with it. 
It, it, can, it can, but greed can be in many different forms, and Jesus talked about this. I'll show you all kinds of things. It could be jealousy. It could be anything, relationships, any kind of thing greed could turn into, depending on who you are. Because some of you are greedy at some things and not greedy at other things, but you just don't know that your heart's messing with you and he's got you. But if you say, I'm a generous person, do, you even, do we even know what generosity really means in the New Testament, what Jesus was trying to explain. I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's why I'm going to try to help you. That's why I took the hard one, so I could help you. Because I think most of us, uh, if, if you want to be greedy, just be you. Does that make sense? Does everybody understand what I just said? <laughs> if you want to be greedy, just be what you're born with. And you'll fight it all your life. And you still do. You still do. Because we don't really know about this thing yet, this generosity thing. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me give you the trigger word. Money. That's just one form of greed, but I just made all you mad. Because what happens in here, it goes, pow. Watch this. Let me, give you some, let me give you some trigger words that the greed speaks to you. Okay. Uh, the church is all about money. I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about greed. You see how that works? The church is all about money. That's all the church wants is money. And it just goes on because you've got all this baggage because you've been speak, speaking to you. I'm not talking about money right now. I'm talking about greed that takes all kinds of forms that you have to deal with. And you don't even know what form's in there. We'll find out what form it is in a minute. But most of you would say, I'm a generous person. None of you would say, I'm very greedy. That's just the way I am. And here's what you do. You spend money you don't have. This is because of greed. Uh, you buy th to buy things you don't uh, need to impress people you don't like. You want me to do that again? You say, there's no way I do that. Oh, yeah, you do this. Because the greed is speaking to you. This is just one form. And I use money because all of you are having to deal with it. And it just makes you mad when somebody like me says it. And you just rise up. I'm so mad. I know you're mad. Greed is, so you're in charge? <laughs> I'm just asking you a question. So you are generous, are you greedy? And if I mention the word money and you had no reaction, you're probably generous, you understand it. But if I mention the word money and you're greedy, you're probably mad right now. Everybody's leaving, everybody just turned me off. They go into a ball game because this is the way it works. You spend money you don't have. You know why you have to do that? Because greed can't be satisfied. Y'all understand, right? Greed wants more and more and more. That's the way it works. More relationships, more love, more money, more this, more that. Because you can't be satisfied with whatever the thing was that you just saw the commercial and you bought it and it's there. And then they come out with a new version. Now we got to upgrade to iPhone 11, 12, 13, 14. You ever know what I'm talking about? I'm just... I'm just saying, I'm just saying to you that this is how it works. So I don't know what you're greedy in. We'll just use money for, I'm just making something up here because most of you are having a hard time with that. Some of you say, well, I don't have any money. You know why you don't? Because of greed. You don't have any. It doesn't want you to have any. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't say, save it. <laughs> it does, greed doesn't say save it for a rainy day. Did you know you're getting to, did you know this? 
You say, well, some of you, and then you agree, looks, looks like this to some of you. Well, they have so much money, they drive all those things. How does that possibly happen? You ready? Debt. Oh, you'd be shocked to have these great, beautiful neighborhoods when they have turned the power off. You'd be shocked. I'm just saying this is what greed, but there's a reason why people are doing that, and I'm going to tell you in just a minute. But we're trying to do this thing because greed's asking for more, more of this, more of that, and, and you're trying to find this, fill this little space going on in here because you're trying to find some kind of worth, some kind of purpose, you know, whatever those things are, you're trying to find this space, and you're thinking that if I'm, that greed will help me do that. It could be money, it could be relationships, it could be anything. So here, here let's do this. Okay, let's just say this is what you're born with, what you're missing. Will that help? This is what you're missing, okay? Let me try to fix this mic. I keep bumping it. I might help you there. Let's, let's just say this is what you're missing, okay? Uh, so God wants to be the belonging, the purpose, the worth, the safety, the security. That's what he's looking for. He wants you to go to him for those things, okay? That's what he wants, for you to go to him. So let me, let me show you how greed works. Let me do this. All right, let's say uh, some, of, some of you out there, let's just use money. Let's say some of you uh, like to spend a lot of money. You ever notice that? There's some of you just got to spend every day. You've got, you've got clothes hanging in your, in your closet that have tags on them, and then you go buy something else. You see, how do we know this? Go to Goodwill, and they'll have tags on the clothes. Because somebody don't know what's happening because greed says got to spend, got to spend, got to spend, got to spend. Why are you doing that? Well, it could be, that could be some kind of purpose. I'm spending because I feel like, I, I feel like somebody when I spend. You see how that works? I'm trying to fill the space. Uh, it feels like I have, I'm, I'm worth something because I have new clothes. I have new this. I have a new that. I drive a this. I live in a that. We have some of these. All this is because it's driven by greed because you're missing the, the space that only God can fill. Well, let's do the opposite. Let's say you don't spend. How, is that, how can that possibly be greed? You ready? Some of you don't spend anything. You know, you just, a penny pincher, you don't spend nothing. Well, that's because you're worried about security. See how greed just used you? It just used you. You're worried about security. You're worried about safety. All these things. You're so greedy, you don't spend, you don't give because you are afraid if I do anything with my money, something will happen. Of course you did. And then you just replace God. We just replace God with these things over and over. And then you wonder why you're in, we can't be happy. Why can't we be satisfied with what we have? Isn't that amazing thought? So we do these things, we spend, we, we hoard, we stop, we, whatever it is we try to feel. It's called greed. It messes with you all the time. And you think you have it under control and you probably do not have it under control. Do you know that Amazon is some of your best friends right now? You, you already know the person that shows up at your door so well, you know their name. You have coffee for them. You know when they're coming. This is the way, you're gonna invite them to Christmas dinner because they're such a friend now because every day Amazon is showing up. Why is that? Is it because you have a need? Is it, are they bringing food to you? 
Are they bringing something to drink for you? It's because of greed. I just need one more of this, one more of that. I'm not saying any, and by the way, let me help you with the greed part. Uh, it's not wrong to have anything. And Jesus said, I like that you have possessions. He said, I want you to enjoy all of them, but you gotta be careful you're not leaning into them and not leaning into me. Gotta be careful. That's what he said. Someone in the crowd, this happened to me. I'm doing, this is what happened with Jesus. He said, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, uh, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. I had somebody come to me and said, our family's having a money fight and we need to divide this thing up. Will you help me? No. No, no, I'm not getting in that. Somebody will get hurt, you know, and it'll probably be me. So then Jesus replied, man, can you see this? Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Man, are you, are you serious? I'm the savior of the world and you want me to figure out this thing? I'm not doing it. And then he said something really interesting. Here's what he said. Uh, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. So there's more than one greed that you gotta be careful of. What do you love? What do you like? What do you talk about? Where you spend your money? Where you spend your time? This is what I'm saying. This is how this heart thing works. When it comes to this thing called generosity that just showed up, what you're thinking is that you're gonna have to find a way to, it's either feel it or what's left over. Those are the two things that greed and your heart tell you. Either I'm feeling it or what's left over. That's what you think it is. So here we are, all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Now, I'll show you a verse in a minute. He wants you to actually have fun. I want you to enjoy all these things, but don't lean into them. Don't you think because you have this, that's gonna do it. I'm the one you need. Does everybody understand where I'm going? I'm the, he's saying, I'm the one that you need. Not, there's not gonna be enough things on TV that you can buy that will make you happy. It will leave you empty and broke. And that's where America is. Because what we need is God. That's what we need. That's where God needs to be in our life is number one. And we're being talked out of it by all this stuff. Why do you think they run commercials? They don't put a commercial, don't buy this because you already have enough. You ever thought about that? Why can't we have a commercial? Don't do this. You don't need this. You have a house, right? You don't need a new house. You got a good one. Why don't you stay in that one? You're not, why do you need another car? How many cars do you have? You see, I, well, they got, the, well, why? This is what I'm saying. I'm speaking to your greed and you are not happy with me right now. I can feel it. You are not happy. I know you're not. It does not consist of abundance of possessions. Let me ask some statements and you tell me what you think, okay? Not true, very true. Got it? Not true, very true. Here we go. The statement, there is no money in the bank creates more anxiety in your heart than the statement, there is no God. Woo, that's scary right there. That's a little bit scary. So which one is it? Not true or true? You'd rather have more money in the bank than if there's a God. Is that, I don't know. You say, how is it possible you can ask these questions? Because of greed. You, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it 
And there it is. I'm just saying it. I spend more time thinking about what I do not have than I spend thanking God for what I do have. Not true, very true. Not true? Probably. Because you look out the window, right? You look over, my neighbor's got this kind of this and got that and they have this and they do this and they go on all these trips. How can they go to Disney World again? Blow it up, God, blow it up. That's how you feel, is it not? Why is it you feel that way? You know, why don't you feel happy for them? Because of greed. That's because you don't, that's why you don't feel happy. You are never satisfied. Greed will never let you rest. You will go to bed with thoughts. You will wake up with thoughts and you'll wonder, why am I working so hard? Why am I doing this so hard? So you are getting in that thought and the greed says, go buy something and you'll feel better. And that's what you do. That's what happens. Something or don't spend a day, I'll feel better. I don't know which one you are. I don't know what. Is there anything you can't give away? We talked about this last week. Is there anything, if you lost it today, your life would be over? I told you I'm painting my house for somebody else. Did I tell you that? Because one day somebody's gonna own it. I'm just, I'm just trying to be real with you. What is happening in here that is messing with you? This is why you don't understand the word generous or generosity because you think it's a feeling or a leftover. And that's not what Jesus was trying to say. You don't have no idea that it could bring you life and could bring you joy and you won't have to worry about the commercials. And then you send a, a card to your neighbor. I'm so glad you're going to Disney World for the eighth time. So happy for you. Greed won't let you do it though. I often struggle with doing the right thing because I know it's going to cost me financially. Not true. True. Do you know if I did not give my money away, I'd have more things. Did you know that? I give most of my money to Marathon. I give it to Compassion National. I got three kids there. Uh, I support three kids. Let me start over. Support three kids. I don't have three kids at Compassion National. Support three kids. And then I help with Shade Tree, which is a pastor organization that I help to try to keep pastors from quitting. <laughs> and right now during COVID, there's a lot. Just letting you know. So financially, I could do, I could have more stuff. Does that make sense? Y'all understand? So it's going to be hard for you when it comes to this word generosity if it costs you something. You see what I'm saying? Because financially, you could live in a bigger house. Or maybe you've already made that decision. Maybe greed's already done that. You have no money left over. I didn't know this. I did not know. You have no money left over and you have no feelings. Why? Why am I in misery? Why am I not happy? Because your heart is ruling you and greed has taken over. And that would be most of America. Most of America. So we have to look. My fear of, ha of not having enough often impedes my desire to be generous. Is that, are you scared? Not true or very true? Are you scared? 
Are you scared? See, that's, what if I don't have enough money? God, what if I, have, I don't have enough safety? God, what if I don't feel my purpose? God, all these things are answered by him. All these things are there. If you can only understand, you're not, this isn't home, ladies and gentlemen. We're just passing through. He wants to enjoy the things that we have and enjoy the life that we have. But we're not enjoying it. We're, the medications we have to take, the sleep, the anxiety, the, all the stuff. And where's the next payment coming from? And who's going to do what? what in the What? That sounds like the abundant life that Jesus Christ wanted us to have. And sign me up. Isn't that the way it works? Isn't that the way it works? Let me, let's, let's just talk about some illusions that you're dealing with, okay? Have I lost most of you because of greed already? Are you already mad? You're not listening? Most of, you know what? Listen, you'll forget this by Wednesday anyway. And then greed jumps back in and it just does, you just go back to the same thing. That's how this works. You just go back to the same thing. But you're still not going to be happy and you're not going to be satisfied. And you'll have to have this and you have to have that or you don't have to have this or you don't have to have that. Some of you may have figured this out. But most people have not. So what's some illusions? We're using the trigger word. This is not about money. This is about greed. You can do whatever you want to do with whatever you have. But most of you don't have anything to do anything with. But I'm telling you, it's because of greed. It's because of greed. Illusion one, more money would give me more peace and security. How's that working? Do you know that happened with Lynn and I when we were young? When we married a uh, younger. I don't want to go, okay. We got, first got married, everything, we did our budget. You know, you ever tried a budget? That's amazing right there. I don't know who can do that, but that was amazing. So we did a budget and we said, you know, if we make a little more money, I think we got it. And then we made a little more. And then we said, you know, we could get this and we could do that. If I make a little more, we can get it. I think we got it. And that's what happened. We never got it. This, ne this uh, peace and security never happened until I figured out what was happening with me. Of course, I'll say generosity, but you don't know what that is yet. Hang on. Because I might scare you with that. More money will make me more generous. Is that right? Wait a minute. What if you make more money? Then you will be able to give uh, the organizations and help people and all that. Is that that's what we're going to do, right? If you win the lottery, oh, I love this one. Oh, if I win the lottery, I'm going to pay the church off. I'm going to help this organization. I'm going to help this organization. And the question would be right this moment, what are you doing with what you have right now? Nothing. So the chances are that you make more money, you're going to be generous, never happened. It never happened. Why is that? You've been lied to. You've been told, just, just wait to later. Just wait. You know, I know that you say, well, I'm not, I, there's poor people out there and there's people. I, it's amazing to me. I'm just saying that people are looking for their next meal still have a cell phone. I'm just trying to figure out what, you know, what's happening. And Jesus was making some statements. The idea of generosity is not something God wants from you. It's something he wants for you because you don't know what it is. 
You think it's a feeling or a leftover, and that's not it at all. It's not it at all with him. Because that's your lie, right? We're in that lie. If you feel good, because it's hard for you to give something without getting something back, correct? Yes, because that's the way we, even in the scripture, he has to say things so that you will try to get something back or you won't understand because we have to speak to greed because if we don't speak to greed right, then we messed up. Listen very carefully. You want me to speak to greed real quick and try to help you? I'll speak to greed. Don't listen, listen. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but I'm going to tell you how greed works so you can understand. Greed says you need to create a payment to be generous. That's what greed says. Because, you, because what happens, if you're waiting on a feeling, that's not going to happen. And if you're waiting for a leftover, that's not going to be happening. So when you, when you decide that I'm gonna, this is important to me, then you create a payment. I don't have to pay Pastor International. They just take it out. It's, it's part of what I do. Could I have a boat for that same amount of payment? You better believe it'd be a big one too. It'd be a nice big old boat. It'd sit in the yard, uh, like most of you. I got this guy who's got this big old boat two years ago. I'm, you, I mean, it's, it's like it almost could fill this place. Big old boat, been there for two years. I don't know what he was thinking, but he had a thought <laughs> that will make me happy so he went and bought it. How, what makes me happy is when I get letters from the kids that changed their life. That makes me happy. That's what you got to get in your head. So if you're greedy, you got to create a payment if you're going to be generous. It don't have to be a marathon. Where are you listening? Somewhere. But greed will always handle you and you will never handle it. That's what you got to watch. Command those who are rich in this present world. So who's he talking to? You know who he's talking to? You. We're in the top 6% in the world. He says, in present world, not like, okay, when the lottery happens. <laughs> I'm talking to the rich when the lottery happens. No, I'm talking to you where you are right now. That's what I'm saying. Not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth, which is all, all so uncertain. Of course it is. Like, well, you've seen the stock market. What can COVID do to stock market? Stock market. Stock market. I'm not going to say that word ever again. That's it. Which is uncertain. Put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Take your boat out if you're going to pay for it. Enjoy it. That's not what he's saying, that you can't have stuff. But you can't lean into it and think that's going to make you happy. Generosity, listen very carefully. The concept of generosity did not exist before Jesus. Just letting you know. He's the one that brought it here. Because here's the way it worked before. Was there giving in the Bible before Jesus? Yes, but here's how it worked. Somebody would give some people, somebody some money, chickens or cows. I don't know what they gave. But they would always expect something bigger in return. Whatever I give you is going to come back to me. Jesus shows up and says, no. No, no, no. We want to be generous. What that means is I'm going to give something away, expecting nothing in return. That was a whole new concept. It wasn't a feeling it wasn't a leftover. It was a commandment. Why? Because that will satisfy all your needs. That will give you worth. That will give you purpose. That will give you safety. Those things, all that God wrapped up into one, that's why he talked about generosity. 
That's what he was trying to tell every one of us. It did not exist before him because nobody understood that I was supposed to give something, expect nothing in return. And by doing that, it gives me life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it does. Then Jesus said, you're going to love this. I, I did this for everybody who's about to have Christmas is coming. So you, here we go. This is, the, this is how generosity works. And Jesus is telling us. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, but your brothers or sisters, your relatives. Look at there, underline that one. Send that one out in the Christmas card. There you go. Your brothers or sisters or your relatives or your rich neighbors, if you do, they may invite you back in so you will be repaid. So he's saying, if I throw you a party, you got to throw me a party. Because that's the way it worked, right? That's, where, that's what greed does. If I throw you a party, it's like Christmas presents. You got to get the biggest, right? How do I know what you're giving? Remember, now we're doing like the $20 limit. If you go over $20, I will smack you because that's going to mess me up on my greed. Because I'm going to think you did better than me. That's what greed says. And I got it. We can't do that. And so this is what he was saying. He says, don't do something with somebody because they can do something for you. Do it for these people. Watch this. But when you give a banquet, what he's saying, invite the poor. In other words, somebody that can't do anything for you. The crippled, the lame, the blind. They can't, that's what, that's what generosity looks like is when you help people and you expect nothing in return. It's not a feeling. It's not a leftover. It's a commandment. But if we look at generosity as, well, whatever and whatever, and the reason we do that is because of greed. I can almost promise you that most of you do not have any 501c3 nonprofit organization that is in your budget. And the reason you don't is because of greed. It's going to take away from something. You're not going to have enough of this. You're not going to, it's going to mess up the vacation. Oh, it's going to mess it up. I know. And you know, what, what do you want? What do you want? You want another this, another that, another vacation? What, how, how long does, it, how long does it, the happiness and the joy, how, does that, how long does that last? See, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. I'm telling you things that will give you life for on and on and on and on and on. You won't even miss whatever because you'll be so happy, so content, have worth Purpose, meaning, all the things you're looking for and other things he has. And that's what he said. So let's stand. Let's pray together. I said a mouthful. I can't even say that word. What was it? Stock. That, the market. Let's do the market. That feels better. Okay. Hey, I went over. Your greed saying, I know. What? I'm missing it. I know. Just hang on. They'll still have chicken when you get there. You know how I know that? We live in America. All right. So we should be happy about that. You need to figure out about this greed thing. Why you keep having to have something else and buy something else or do something else. Something's going on and everybody's dealing with it. If you want to be greedy, just be you. Just be you. If you want to like Jesus... Become generous, not, not a feeling, but a real deal.
Real deal. It changes your world. It really does. Knowing that tomorrow morning when I get up, those kids have food. Do you know this? This is how I think. Tomorrow morning I get up and I know those kids have food because I paid for it. Now you, you tell me that's gonna take the place of a boat. You see what I'm talking about? This is, and do I like boats? I do. Do I have a boat? I do. It's not more important than the kids. Just saying. So I gotta stop. Everybody's like, stop. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the things that you have given us. I pray we will just pay attention to what's going on. And that we will become generous and not greedy. I pray greed will never take over our life, ever. And we'll put an end to that. Help us to always be generous like you. This morning, let me say this. In order for things to change, you'll need to know Jesus Christ. Or you'll always live like you want to live and be who you are and good, bad, or ugly. You're going to need Jesus Christ. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life, everybody's listening, watching online. If you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, we got a lot to think about. So y'all go get some chicken and y'all think about it. See y'all next week. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.